time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter. Tonight's panel is cinematographer Cameron Shaw and educator Lori Fisher. And of course, it's got to be the man, the legend, the myth himself, Mr. Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien. I was wondering when my name was going to come up. Anyway, uh, welcome to Minds Over Matter. Uh, We hope you can spare us an hour of your time tonight because Minds Over Matter is an audience participation program. So, of course, we are reaching out to you, not desperately, but we're reaching out to you for your participation. And, of course, uh, we also want to encourage you to call as early in the show as possible. We don't like leaving people on the line at the end of the show. It bothers me personally. And because uh, I, I know if people take the time to call, they want to get on and, and they deserve to get on. So call as early as you can. Those, that's, that is my sincere advice to you. And those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that is area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255, 866-798. 798-8255. We'll be covering current events, movies, history, and literature, geography, television, radio, and just about everything else. Um, so hopefully I will do a little bit better than my solo show a couple of weeks ago. I, I wasn't a- able to answer a bunch of those questions. I feel bad about that. You need I can't, help. I can't know everything, but, but we're I, wasn't here for even, you. I wasn't even close to knowing everything then. Yeah, uh, Cameron, knows, Cameron knows the stuff you don't, so we're good. Okay. I all right. Know every, no, I don't know everything either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, don't start making excuses before we actually have to answer a question, please. Uh, anyway, so I uh, also want to uh, say hello to my panelists. Uh, hello, Cameron. Hello, Lori. Hello. Hi, good. They are joining via Zoom, and I am in the studio. also want to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. So, again, that is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. And that is a numeral one. So that is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. It's always great to hear from our listeners. Uh, I get terrible reception up here on my phone. Uh, so occasionally, uh, you know, it, it'll work and, and I'll get uh, email. But try not to waste your time tonight. Uh, try to call first and then we'll see how it works out. Also, we, in the, we have a live stream going on at kalw.org. Again, that is kalw.org. And, uh, of course, the Damien being here, we will have our podcast up and running in no time at all after the show tonight. That will also be at KALW.org and a lot of other places as well, like NPR, blah, 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 blah. But start with KALW. I'm sure they would enjoy if you did that. All right. All that being said, uh, we will start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. Oh, I I do – I've gotten some emails lately from folks – saying, you know, such and such, I'm not going to mention any names because it's not very nice, such and such took too long to ask their question and blah, 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 and they went on and on and on. So, you know, we want you to get your question out, okay? We're not trying to hurry you up, honestly, but try to keep it to, you know, one question, maybe two if they're short. So just to give as many people as possible a chance to get on. That's that's all I'm saying. I don't want to... minutes. No I don't want to alienate minutes. anybody. Yes, you know you rubbed Eid the wrong way last week. 
He complained right. that the one, <laughs> one of the calls was 13 minutes long. And, you know, you don't want to keep being waiting. So, uh, again, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. And as I mentioned before, we're going to do a round of introductions and a round of questions. And here's the first. Cameron Shaw has thrown all middle school social caution to the wind and allowed herself to get pulled into a Zoom Dungeons and Dragons game with her cousins. Wow. Dangerous. <laughs> they may be listening, so I wrote an intro just for them. Maybe <laughs> Prince Philip of Sweden would like to be involved in the game, too. <laughs> I mean, you know, Dana, if you want to hook that up, I'm more than happy to. I'm, I'm going to be missing his father's birthday celebration this year wow. because of COVID. Cool. But c'est la vie. That's a shame. All right. It won't be the same without you. I know. That's True. for sure. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Lori, let's see. Despite his alma mater, the University of Illinois, losing in the NCAA tournament to one of his hometown colleges, Loyola of Chicago, Lori Fisher is still here, happy to welcome in the second day of spring. I am. And say this fast three times. I'll try. Our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and our moderator, Rodriguez. Well, that wasn't very fast, but okay. <laughs> At least I got my name mentioned three times. And uh, all right. For the uh, early part. All that being said, we have a bunch of calls online, but we will start with Cameron Shaw. Okay. I've been holding on to this question for a while. The Halfway to Hell Club, formed at St. Luke's Hospital in San Francisco in 1936, was a group made up of men who had done what? The Halfway to Hell Club formed at St. Luke's Hospital in San Francisco in 1936, was a group made up of men who had done what? So, 1936. Now, the only question is, I'm not sure whether this is the Golden Gate Bridge or the Bay Bridge, but is it's men that worked on the bridge, and did they fall into the netting? Is that- yes, they, they fell into the safety net. Okay. Good job. They were recuperating. Right. From which which bridge? Yeah, I think... From the Golden Gate Bridge. Golden Gate Bridge? Okay. I knew it was one of the the two. That's great. Yeah. I know. That's a good club to be in. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. Be a living member of that club. And go ahead, Cameron, if you have another question. Okay. Sure. Um, What sitcom star wrote the theme songs for the show's Different Strokes, The Facts of Life, and the original Wheel of Fortune theme. What sitcom star wrote the theme songs for Different Strokes, The Facts of Life, and the original Wheel of Fortune theme? And this is a person who is a regular on a sitcom? Yes. Were they the star? Uh, They were, it was an ensemble kind of thing. I would... I would call them one of the stars, yes. Are they better known now for being a musician or for being a sitcom star? I I think a sitcom star. Okay. Well, let's yeah. let's leave that out and okay. then we'll see. Unless, Lori, you have a guess. I don't. All right. And so, Lori, we'll go to you now. Okay. So my question is similar to one that I've liked asking, but it's a different version. Forbes magazine picked out a list of the highest earning dead celebrities in 2020. So they have to be dead, but the category is most of them are performers, like Michael Jackson, Bob Marley, Elvis, Prince. I'm eliminating anybody who's like in show business in that way. So no singers or dancers or movie stars, because those are too easy. So four of the top ten 
are not in that category. Who are they? So they cannot be in show business of any kind. Correct. Okay. Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Kobe Bryant. That's one of them. Oh, oh very good. good. Very good. $20 million last year. Nice turn up. Good. Uh, Dana, I'll give you one and we'll leave two out if you have one. So sports is part of it, or yes. it can be. Is Is there more than one sports person there? There is another sports question. I'll let you have it if you want. And the uh, other two are not. No, no, no. I mean, is, is sports, is one of the other four a sports person? Yes. Okay. Are any of them authors? Yes. Ooh. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Is Salinger maybe one of them? No. He's not on the list. Um, I don't think, you know, I think he makes a lot of money, but he's not close. And In fact, this person's number two on the list. The author? The author is wow. number two on the list. $48 million last year. Is it Dr. Seuss? It is. Ah, very good. Nice. Very, very good. good. Possible. Nice. Right. So we're looking for one more athlete and one more person who is not an athlete who are in the top 10 dead celebrity earnings. All right. Very leave that people. out then. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi there. Hi. My goodness, uh, Danny and Sandra in Albany. Right. Uh, it pays to call early. Uh, all right, well, I have I have no bright answers for you, but I have uh, but one. I did guess Doctor Seuss. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Sandra just gave herself a bell. Thank you. Yeah, so. okay. Thank you very much. Uh, so I do have a, uh, a seasonal question for you here. Quickly, um, what seasonal quality do puffins, beavers, and hippos all have in common? Seasonal quality. Hippos. Hippos, beavers, and puffins. So when you say seasonal, they would, this quality would come into play in the spring? Right now. Okay. Right now-ish, within a week of now. Late winter, early spring. Yeah. Mating? Is it anything to do with mating? Absolutely nothing to do with mating. Mating, okay. How about nesting? Nothing to do with nesting. And I don't to... hippos do not build dams, so... <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, not to my knowledge. I don't think puffins do either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, very enterprising puffins, perhaps. Does it have anything to do with teeth? No. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, hmm. oh I'm so happy. Uh, last couple of questions you just nailed immediately, so I finally got one that you don't know right offhand. This is good. We're just, we're just pretending not to know. So the three, so puffins, hippos, and beavers, this is exactly the same thing that they do. Uh, This is a quality that they share. A quality. Quality. All right. A quality. Anything to do with what, like molting or shedding? No. And and quality, uh, you know, it's it's an externally uh, uh, imposed quality as opposed to something that that is inherently part of their being. Oh. oh. So it's nothing... Imposed good. by humans? Yes, exactly humans, yes. Well, some people call them humans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is there some kind of hunting? They, hunting? Yeah. Not hunting. Nothing to do with hunting. Okay. Um, are they... Is this when they're good to eat? Well, eat is, is, is really important. That's an important part of this answer. Well, hippos will... will kill people when provoked but I don't think beavers and puffins do Um, no maybe heavily armed beavers holidays Uh, my wife just dropped a holiday uh, hint 
Easter? Uh, <laughs> close. Passover. Back from the dead. They come, <laughs> they're coming to my Passover Seder. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I I don't know. I, I all right. Don't know. Well, all right. Then I, I've got to give it to you because this is just such a delicious uh, question. I, I, I would... and we don't want to take too much time. No, I sure don't. I want E to get on as quickly it's as possible. It's too late. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, puffins, beavers, and hippos each uh, were at one time or another uh, declared to be fish by the Catholic Church so that they could be eaten uh, during Lent. Huh. Hippos? Hippos, yes. The, uh, the Portuguese, uh, the church uh, allowed Portuguese settlers in Africa to eat hippos because they spent most of their time in the water. 17th century Bishop of Quebec declared the beaver to be a fish, and a monastery in France in the late 1600s declared the puffin to be a fish and spent as much time in water as out of it. The Catholic Church is far more liberal than I thought in interpretation. Um, I don't know about liberal. What, 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 what had they been drinking, I guess? Expansive, maybe, yeah. Oh, well, thank you very much. All right. I'm delighted. All See right. you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. And all right, uh, let me do a couple questions for you here. So Dr. Seuss came up a few minutes ago. I have a Dr. Seuss question since he has been in the news. Um, what two, let's see, I'm sorry, what three Dr. Seuss books have question marks at the end of their titles? What three Dr. Seuss books have question marks at the end of their titles? Okay. Um, one is... Mr. Brown can moo, can you? Uh, yes? No. No. I don't think there's a question mark at the end of that. Oh, I disagree. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a partial bell until I figure I, that out. I could be mistaken. I... All right. Well, it should. It's a, it's a rhetorical question mark. Maybe. All right. So um, other than that, what are the three, what are the three Dr. Seuss books who, that have question marks at the end of their titles? And, and it's officially on the title page. Oh, yes. So, yes. Yeah. It's on the title page. Hmm. Are they any of the ones that were banned recently? No, I checked that out, and no, it's it's not. Uh, so it's not if I ran the zoo? Nope. It's not that one. <laughs> so once more, what other than uh, Mr. Brown can moo, can you, uh, what are the three Dr. Seuss books that have question marks at the end of the titles? All right, second question. There are four American authors who have streets or alleyways in San Francisco named after them. So who are they? Who are the four American authors who have streets or alleyways named after them in San Francisco? I'll give you each one guess. I think okay. is one Dashiell Hammett? No. Oh. Really? I thought what? I was at Hammett Way downtown. I thought he did too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I, t- I took a walking tour of San Francisco once and I thought we walked down it, but we'll leave it out there. Okay. All right. Get another guess? Yes. Ferlinghetti. Yes. Yeah. Do you know how it's yeah. uh, how it's phrased? I mean, what they call it? It's not a street. It's not an alley. I, I want to uh, say way, but I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin. I wanted Col- to say way also. Cold as yeah. It is via <laughs> Ferlinghetti. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Jack Kerouac. That is correct. Jack Kerouac Alley. Very good. So. Uh, what four American authors have streets or alleyways named after them in San Francisco? I'll have to check that Hammett thing. Um, so far, we have Jack Kerouac Alley and Via Ferlinghetti. And what are the other two? 
One of them is a bit of a surprise because you don't think of this author, although obviously it's the same name. And what are the Dr. Seuss books uh, that have question marks at the end of their titles? Nice. All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hey, it's Stephen Vallejo. Hi. How are you? Um, I have a list of five character names, and I was wondering if you could tell me as a group who are these characters and then what country each one of them is from. So are these, um, just, uh, so I'm not, don't mean to get in your way here, but, but are these characters from literature or popular culture or film or how, how are they, how are you sort of? Uh, popular culture. Okay. All right. Please go ahead. So it's uh, Abelardo, Kino, uh, Minik Kush, Popas, and Garibaldo. And they're all from the same source? They're all, uh, yes. Well, different countries' version of the same source. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, so once more, if you would just go through the list slowly. It's Abelardo, Pino, mm-hmm. P-I-N-O, Minik Kush, Popas, and Garibaldo. How do you spell Kush? It's K-U and an S with a... Uh, what is the diacritical mark called? The little hook that goes underneath the right. Sadia. Right. or something. So, Cameron, is this a da- Dungeons and Dragons possibility here? That's what it sounds I, like. I just started, so I don't know. Well, your cousin <laughs> should call in with the answer. <laughs> huh. so, so, it's a bit of a young, one? younger audience than Dungeons and Dragons. Uh-oh. Is this okay. anything to do with animation or video games? Something you know, created mm-hmm. like that? No, it's uh, television related, actually. Television. So could these all be uh, foreign versions of an American TV show, that character? Yes. Okay. okay. And Opus. Hmm. P-O-U-P-A-S. Oh, P-O-U. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I misspelled Is this a children's show? Was that yes. the imp- implication? Okay. Um. So could this be something like a big bird? Exactly. Oh. These, are, oh. these are Big Bird's cousins, so they're all versions of Big Bird. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Can you tell us the countries? Yeah, so Abelardo is Mexico. Mm-hmm. Pino is the Netherlands. Hmm. Uh, Minikush with the Sedia is from Turkey. Uh, Popas is from Portugal. And Garibaldo is from Brazil. Hmm. Interesting. So they, yeah, they list them as Big Bird's cousins. <laughs> Thank you very much. We, we couldn't have done it without your hints. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 7 p.m. We hope you're enjoying the show. We also hope you will call in if you are so inclined. Uh, those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Uh, you are listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is K-A-L-W, your local public radio station. My name is Dana Rodriguez. I'm the moderator. And my uh, panel tonight, that would be Cameron Shaw, teacher and cinematographer, and Lori Fisher, who teaches at Diablo Valley College. Uh, all right, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, thank you, Dana, for mentioning my name a few minutes ago. Oh, so, you're welcome. All right. So I have a question about food. This is the most expensive food in the world. Some casino owner, his name is Stanley Hu, paid $330,000 for 
for four pounds of it. What kind of food is it? Three hundred thirty thousand dollars. Saffron for four pounds. Saffron? Yeah. No. No, not saffron. Truffles? Not saffron. Definitely not. Much, much more expensive than saffron. Truffles. Truffles. Is what it? kind of truffle? Oh gosh. What kind of truffle? I, I don't know. The what saffron. kind of truffle? I don't know Sorry. one truffle from another. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay. White truffle. White truffle. Oh. You cannot grow it. You just have to hunt for it, and people spend years to find a batch of it. Oh. So this is the most expensive food. Okay, second question. This was 25, more than 25% of African-American soldiers died, were killed in this single incident. Do you know which one? You mean in the American Army? American, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, African-Americans. They died in the oh, Second World War. I'm sorry. Yeah, during the Second World War. I'll give you the year. Um, so it was 1944, so during is, the Second World War. Is this the... So you're not, are you talking about something like Port, the Port Chicago explosion? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Thank you, uh, Dana, for remembering that. It is a very sad incident. They have just four people packed like sardines, okay. like sardines packing up bombs and missiles into ships of Vallejo and Vallejo Harbor. And they were just totally destroyed. The explosion was so high, it was heard as far as down San Francisco and even below San Mateo and all of that. It's very bad, of course. Okay, very quick question. This movie in your field uh, truly predicted very much the uprising of Donald Trump. A total, uh, you know, a con man who just used the masses and media to go on the top. Do you know what movie it is and what year? I guess a face in the crowd. It is facing the crowd. Right. Who was the actor? Andy Griffith. The actor was Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. Who is the other? Andy How about Ilya? Ilya Kazan, director. Ilya Kazan. Right. Great movie. Everybody, it's 1957. Actually, uh, Andy Griffith, before he died, uh, just about a year before he died, he was interviewed, and he was talking about the movie and Donald Trump. You can, yeah. you can, you can actually watch that online. Thank you. All was a great show. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. It's a great movie. And Cameron, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, what pop star, <laughs> I'm on a, on a roll here. What pop star provided the voice for the Snuggles fabric softener bear? <laughs> what year was this? I will not tell you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what? The original voice for the fabric softener. Well, I was asking the, oh, the original. Yeah, the original. <laughs> well. How far back does this go, Dana? Do you know? Gosh, 20 years, maybe 25 years. I mean, it's hard to say. So, so how uh, about... it, it is longer than that. I will. Uh, so I'll mean? give you I'll give you a range. It's like 60s. Okay. And is it a woman? No. All right. Snuggles the bear. So it's a pop star. It's a male, correct? Yes. Will we be surprised that this person did something so commercial like Snuggles the Bear? Um, I don't I don't know if you'll be surprised. You might be as surprised at who it is, but they were they were not um I can hear it in my head. It's kind of a high pitched chuckle. Um Yeah, it's not someone who never appeared on TV or anything like right. that. Right. Pop star. Yeah. So and, and would we is this person kind of artsy? You know, in the kind of elevated world, or more just straight old pop. I, I would know. call it straight old pop. 
personally. Hmm. Oh, Barry Manilow. No, but that wouldn't that be great? No. Because yeah. <laughs> he was certainly in that commercial world. Yeah. No, not Barry Manilow. So was their voice normally sort of high pitched because this the character was sort of high pitched? Um he had a singing voice that uh if I recall correctly could be high pitched, but was not a high pitched speaking voice. Is this an American singer? No. Oh. Oh. Not an American singer. So thinking British, probably. Would that be fair to say it's British? Yes. All right. Huh. Huh. Okay. But a solo act. I'm sorry. You know what? I just fact checked myself on that, and uh, he is American. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I I, I made an assumption, and that might might give you a hint. So this is a (laughs) is this a solo performer? No. Okay. At least not in the '60s. Who's Lori? Who's you would know this kind of junk. <laughs> who's, who's, I should. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you, Dana. Uh, no, I, I don't mean. I, you're not. I'm not implying oh. your question is junk. I'm talking about the what I, I have I in mind. The um, who is the one that sang in the falsetto voice in the doo-wop group? You know, well, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Is that who you mean? Yeah, was it Frankie Valley? Yeah, maybe it was Frankie. I don't Valley. think he was Snuggles. Is that who it is? Yeah, Cameron. It is not Frankie. Okay, Valley. it's not Frankie Valley. Okay, but is it? It's pop like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would I would call it a little more well yeah no that's pop like that yes okay. but he's not his voice was not that falsetto no yeah. okay well, well we'll leave it out and so just repeat the question if you would okay um what pop star provided the voice for the snuggles fabric softener bear all right and let's go to a call hi you're on minds ever matter Hey, it's Bill in El Cerrito. Hi, Bill. Hey, uh, I have a couple of guesses on things before getting to the questions. On Cameron's Forbes list, um, is the other athlete Muhammad Ali? Uh, that was my question. Oh, it's Lori's question. Yeah. That was Lori's question. It's easy to get the two confused, I know. It is. It happens all the time, especially out in public, but it's not, <laughs> Muhammad, it's not Muhammad Ali. Okay. It, and is Colonel Sanders on that list? Uh, Colonel Sanders, I don't know if he'd be considered a dead celebrity. I guess he would be, but he's not on the list. Well, he's okay. dead. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. All right. You know, yeah. business, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Okay. And then for American authors with street names in the city, uh, Mark Twain? No, weirdly enough. Okay. What about Jack London? No. He's more Oakland. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Okay, I have a couple of questions. Uh, first one's sort of a geopolitical question. What is the youngest nation on the planet? South Sudan. Excellent. Give yourself a bell. Mm-hmm. And then here's something else. Um, how many tons of plastic to the United States export in the last full year. Hmm. Yeah, a lot. Where, yeah. where are we set? Where's it going? Yes, that's the second part of the question. 
And we used to send it to China, but they they don't want it anymore. I didn't think Correct. So. so I think it goes to what Vietnam and places like that now. Is it Cambodia? Yeah, Vietnam no. somewhere like. No, I mean you're in the right region, but you're in the wrong country. Okay. And how much yeah. how much are we talking about? Oh boy, okay. I yeah. Just make a little Ooh, guess. Well, somebody guess something, and then we'll we'll figure out if we're high or low. Yeah, I'll guess. I'll guess a hundred thousand tons. Yeah. Oh boy, that's really low. Oh, oh god. <laughs> so two million tons. That's really low. Oh, well, oh no. Not as low as Lori's guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so my guess is much higher than Lori's guess. Five um, million tons. Yeah. No, it's going to be higher. Right. Five million? No. Say a million billion tons, Cameron. <laughs> One billion tons. Google a, z- a gazillion tons. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, how about fifty million tons? That's really good. That's close. Yeah, oh. forty-eight million tons. All right. Wow. And where and where is most of it going? Illegally. How about, in, how about India? Oh, illegally, huh? Mm. Yeah. So it's going to and Southeast Asia. Is that what you're saying, basically? Sort of? Uh, yes. Kind of? So, oh, boy. Bangladesh? Yeah. Like that. Um, the Philippines? Um, oh, Indo- yeah, Indonesia. Indonesia, That's yeah, right. Uh, Malaysia? One of them, but not the biggest one. Is it, but, is, is it offshore or onshore? Is it like a land, land country or an island country? Uh, it's... It's a, it's a, well. It has ports, for sure. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, it has great ports. Boy, great huh? ports. Yeah. Great ports, well. <laughs> I, I no, I mean, I'm just guessing. Is it yeah. India or, uh, no, not the, probably not that it's far. Sri Lanka? Gosh, that would be weird. No. Yeah. No, we, oh, go ahead, tell us. Are you there? I'm sorry, say that again. No, I say go ahead and tell us. I don't think we're going to get it. It's Okay, yeah, it's Malaysia. Oh, Malaysia, okay. Oh. Wow. Gosh. Yes, against, against all odds and against a treaty that was signed by virtually everybody except the United States prohibiting exactly that practice. And, and Malaysia is a signee. Oh. oh, wow. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate Great show. It. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, let's see. Laurie, go ahead. All right. Uh, this is another one from a list I like a lot. The American Film Institute listed the 50 greatest heroes and villains. And last week I asked about villains who were female. There's three on the list that are pairs. They're paired up. So there's a pair of villains that are in the same movie. And there are two pairs of heroes also from the same movie that are in the top 50 heroes and top 50 villains. Uh, if you get one each, then we'll leave one out for the audience. And these are female, or they're not necessarily? No, not necessarily. They might be. Okay. That, that's not part of the clue. Okay. Pairs. So pairs. And, and they're known as pairs. So two of them are in the same film? Um, well, in every case, it's two people in the same film. Okay. In one case, those two people are villains. And in two cases, they're heroes. And we think of them as pairs. You know, it'd be like, um, you know, I don't want to give any hints away. Bonnie and Clyde? Yes, that's the villain one. Very nice. Oh. Very good. So now we're looking for two heroes. And Cameron, you're out. Dana, you okay. have No. No, I was 
going to guess Goldfinger and Oddjob, but it's too far yeah, back. We don't, we don't think of them together that much. Um, yes, and they're not heroes. Yes, that is true. So they're heroes in the same film. Heroes or heroic might be, if you wanted to quibble. So you couldn't say, for instance, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. That would be a great guess, and they aren't on the list. But that, that's exactly the kind of thing that they would have. So they're, they're not anti-heroes, they're heroes. Sorry. Ooh, you know, I think, <laughs> of one, I think of one of the pairs is heroes, and one of the pairs is anti-heroic. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. No, go ahead. Are any of the remaining answers titular the way Bonnie and Clyde is? Yes. Okay. That's a good clue. One is titular and one is not. <laughs> All right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hello. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? I'm going to list places, and I'd like you to tell me for each one, the subsequent one, what most distinguishes it from the previous. So here we go. Hold on. First, start with Guam, and then the Northern Mariana Islands. Next is, I think that has certain features. What about American Samoa? What most distinguishes it? From the Northern Mariana Islands? Yeah, how does it most okay. distinguish from the previous two? Okay. And this is American a geographical... Samoa. It's- it's a geographical feature. Every anything you want to say. What 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 is most in your mind? What's the most distinguishing feature? Gosh. American Samoa from the other two. So you're looking at the difference between American Samoa and the Northern Marianas in Guam. Yeah, the most obvious thing you would say. I would say. Is Guam the furthest away from? Like a land mass, a main land mass. Is it well, it's like pretty that? far. It's pretty far away. But what happened when you went to American Samoa that really separates it? If you had a globe in your hand, what would really separate it? Oh, is it on the other side of the international dateline? You got it. The first two are in Monday. American oh, okay. Samoa is, is just is at the end of the day on uh, whatever. Uh, Sunday. That's where we are. I'm, I'm so yeah. confused. Okay, next, go to Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. How does it distinguish itself mostly from the previous? From the previous three. Previous three. Good point. Is this another, another date and time sort of situation? Yeah, it's whatever you want. I think the most obvious thing is what? Is it in the northern hemisphere? Yeah, but it's not where. Not in the is, southern. Does the international date line run right through the country? Well, I mean, come on. If you're looking at your globe, what's the most obvious difference when you go to Puerto Rico? Differences appeared to what? <laughs> the other three. It's in a sea instead it's, of an ocean. It's on the other side, the other side of the world. Uh, right. It's not in the Pacific Ocean. Yes. Put it that way. Uh, yeah. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. And and uh-huh. next and next. Sometimes they're nuanced. Sometimes it's obvious. The next is the U.S. Virgin Islands, most specifically Saint Croix. Mm. And is this supposed to be different from Puerto Rico? Is that what you're looking for here? Yes. Uh, they're pretty close. 
Columbus discovered them only five day to, days apart. Well, Puerto Rico we got from the Spanish, and the Virgin Islands we got from Denmark. Yeah, well, they didn't know that then. Now, I, I was going to say St. Croix is, as far as American possessions, territories, whatever, St. Croix is the the easternmost. Guam oh. is the westernmost. Hmm, okay. But, okay, let's go to the next one. Make it a little easier. Hawaii? Yeah. Uh, so how is Compared this? to St. Croix? Compared to all the others now. You've got five. All, uh, each one becomes a little more distinguished. If you make a list, it's like what's... So are we dealing with the southernmost or the northernmost now? You can do whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, You have to, you know, you have I, to help I, us I, along I a little bit. I know that I backtracked. I mean, it's that's only, back in the Pacific Ocean. It's the only one that's a state. That, when you say the most obvious, that would be the one I'd go with. Is that what? It's, a, it's the only one that's a state in the United, the United state. States. The others are what? Territories. Countries or territories. Unincorporated territories. Okay. okay, this is going to get a little tricky. Now, mind you, I meant to call, I tried to call in last week about this. Okay. Arizona. It's landlocked. That, right, that's on, that's on the contiguous yeah. United States. Alaska, by the way, is not contiguous. It's continental, but not contiguous. Don't make that mistake. So are you looking for the southernmost, northernmost, easternmost, and westernmost here? No, no, don't get locked up. Arizona. How is Arizona like the rest of the group? But distinguish- It's obviously distinguished because it's on the mainland, but how is it like all the other previous? Hmm. Oh, does it have to anything to do with it not having daylight saving time? You got it. That's why I said I wanted to call last week. It's the, <laughs> all, they all, all from Guam, Hawaii, okay. Puerto Rico, Arizona. They all do not recognize daylight savings time. So, but Arizona stands alone. So, in a way, it's an island in its own way. <laughs> all right. I think there are also some counties in Indiana that don't. But. <laughs> And some, or sometimes they like they're not sure if they want to be in the central or western. Yeah, yeah. I think I think counties do, and you know it ought to go. When I was trying to work all this out, it was it was crazy because what is the Fiji? It's on the other side of the international dateline, and it does do daylight savings. So it's like actually got the same time in Fiji as in American Samoa, but you've switched. It's in a different day, but they do daylight saving. We really should go to one one clock for the entire planet. What do you think? Yeah, we'll work on it. <laughs> we'll work I on think it. Good luck with that. We have, we have to get going. A, Thank you. We have a meeting. All right, good thing. All right, bye bye. And uh, we're a little past halfway, so let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet, Cameron. Okay, I have what sitcom star wrote the theme songs for Different Strokes, The Facts of Life, and the original Wheel of Fortune theme. And uh, what pop star provided the voice for the Snuggles Fabric Softener Bear? And it is a male pop star of the 60s, early 70s persuasion. Damien has a guess, but I, I don't give him that timeline. He guesses Michael Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry, Damien. I thought you were guessing that for Lori's Forbes question. Um, <laughs> no, not Michael Jackson. All right. And, and my yes. Forbes question is of the, of the 10 uh, top dead celebrity earners, 
Two of them are not in show business, okay? And we got Dr. Seuss and Kobe Bryant. And as a hint, one of them is an athlete, and I'll give you another hint. The other one is another author. There's oh, another okay. out there. And then on the American Film Institute list of greatest heroes and villains, only three were designated as pairs. A pair of villains was Bonnie and Clyde. Cameron got that. We're looking for two pair of heroes. One is, as Cameron said, titular heroes, and the other is not. <laughs> All right. And one is sort of anti-heroic. And I'm looking for the Dr. Seuss books that have question marks at the end of their titles. Um, Cameron came up with uh, something that wasn't on my list. Mr. Brown can move, can you? And what are the uh, others on this list? And let's see. There are four American authors who have streets or alleyways named after them. It could be five. Uh, it could be Hammett. I have to find that, too. So, so far we have Jack Kerouac Alley, uh, Via Ferlinghetti, and what are the other two? I have, I have a guess on that one. Yes. You want me to hold off? No, go ahead. I have a Dr. Seuss guess. Go ahead. The, go ahead. The, isn't there a Stevenson Street in San Francisco? Um, oh. There may be a Stevenson Street, but as far as I can tell, it's not named after Robert Louis Stevenson. Oh, I thought it was. Okay. I'll hold off. And, can I guess on Dr. Seuss? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I think... There's one, and I think it's Dr. Seuss. It may be P.D. James, but um, or not P.D. James, P.D. Eastman. Wow, that's quite um, a segue there. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, but it's called Did I Ever Tell You How Lucky You Are? Oh, yes, then that is absolutely true. That's Dr. Seuss. That is Dr. Seuss. Did I Ever Tell You How Lucky You Are? Right. Very good. Thank you for getting that. Uh, okay, so I don't really have time for the long question here, so I will give you a short one. What is the... Uh, what is the film that is shown most on Turner Classic Movies? Ooh. One guess each. Was it shown this week, perchance? Oh, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> is it a Christmas story? Uh, no. I okay. guess they show that occasionally, but I think that's... Um, that's it might not be that true. Yeah, I don't think it's Turner Classic Movies. It's not, it's not like they show it you know, for 24 hours in a row. It just means like every two months they put it on. Um, yeah. I, I would guess, I, I, I see repeats there, so I'm going to guess Casablanca. Casablanca is correct. Good. Very good. Okay. Yes, that is the most shown movie on Turner Classic Movies. All right, I'll, I'll change that slightly. And uh, what is the, what John Wayne movie is the single most requested film to be shown on Turner Classic Movies? Cameron, you want to guess? Uh, Searchers. No, it's a film that was kind of tied up in litigation for a while. Um, so, but I mean, it's been out of out of litigation for ten years, I think now. But uh, yes, so no, it's not the Searchers. So, what John Wayne film is the single most requested film on Turner Classic Movies? Is it is it in the John Wayne pantheon? Like, do we think of it as old? These are the John Wayne movies, or more because of the litigation? Uh, John Wayne Pantheon. Mm, well, it's a famous film. Let's put it that way. Gosh. Ooh, I, I'm going to guess The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Nope, oh, not that. Yeah. Not that. Okay. So once more, uh, what is the single? what John Wayne film is the single most requested film to be shown on Turner Classic Movies? And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi. Hi. This is Fran. How are you? Hi, Fran. Uh, short questions. Yes, 
Yesterday, the song, uh, what album is it on? What Beatle album? Yeah, that's a good Are we? Well, I, Cameron might know for, I, I think it's on two different ones. I Go ahead, Cameron. I'm picturing it. I, I have one. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's on one of the early, like, Meet the Beatles or something, but I could be mistaken. No, it, wasn't, it wasn't on that. It's later okay. than that. Later than that. What Was it on Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow? Oh, it's possible, but I have another album. It wasn't on Rover Soul. It wasn't on the other. I can't hear you now. I'm just going through the albums in my mind. I can picture the one it was on. Oh, you know what? What? I think it was on the American version of Help. Help. That's Help. it. Very good. Okay. Not, not the British version. <laughs> I, I want to say something. I live um, very near Dashiell Hammett. It's like an alley. It's a street that goes from bush to pine between yep. Powell and Stocks. All right. There we go. Yes. Okay. Uh, Thank you. So I have one more question here. I want to know the, the, what is a, uh, who studies uh, volcanoes? What is the name of the kind of person who studies volcanoes? A volcanologist? Yes. Right. Very good. And uh, I'm only going to do two questions. Okay, I, last week, though, I, I made a mistake, and I said, Mommy Dearest for the villains on Joan Crawford. I meant to say whatever happened to Baby Jane, though, that wasn't the answer. Yeah, is that what, that's a good answer, too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, answer. everyone. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye-bye. And let's see. Oh, just to uh, remind you of the two numbers here, area code 415-841-4134, with a question or answer here on Minds Over Matter, 415-841-4134, or toll-free, 866-798-8255. And uh, who has a short question? I do. I do, too. Go for it. Well, Cameron's the guest, so we'll let Cameron do it. Why, thank you. Definitely. Okay. Uh, what president is commemorated by a portrait made of jelly beans at the Jelly Belly factory? Well, that's Reagan. Okay. See, yeah. it was a short question. All right, I see that. All right Lori. Okay. Uh, this might go be ahead. Just as short. It's, it's timely. March 2nd was National Read Across America Day. How okay. come it's March 2nd? March 2nd is national, was National Read Across America Day, and there's a reason they picked March 2nd. Oh. I want to know what the reason is. Can you give us uh, some sort of in on that? Uh, yeah, it's a time. It is somebody's birthday. Oh. Um, like an author's birthday? or Like an author's birthday, very much like an author's birthday. <laughs> okay. Um, huh. Is it... Is this like, geared toward children? Yes. Yeah, the National Read Across America Day is geared towards children. So this could be Dr. Seuss again? It is Dr. Seuss again. Very good. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yeah, very lot. topical. <laughs> but in the news a lot. And in fact, I think the announcement about the books, his estate taking him away, had to do with it being connected to his birthday yeah. and all that. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hi, Dana. It's Megan in San Francisco. Hi, Megan. Um, I'm not sure if I got the gist of this question right, but on the the duos that are heroes, how about Batman and Robin? A good guess, but they, they aren't considered the, in the top 15 movie heroes. They should be, but aren't they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you got the gist. 
Okay, and on the on the um, dead celebrity author, how about Hemingway? It's not Hemingway. No, that's good. He doesn't make the top. Fitzgerald? Not Fitzgerald. Okay, I give up on guesses then. Um, I have a I have a question for you guys. It what national park in what state is the first place to see the sunrise from October seventh to March sixth? Hmm. Is it Volcanoes National Park in Hawaii? Oh, sorry. This would be um, con- contiguous and contiguous. contiguous okay. Yeah, sunrise. Mm-hmm. So these dates again. obviously would, mean something, uh, or you wouldn't have brought them up. Say the question again, would you, Megan? The, what national park in in what state is the first place to see the sunrise from October seventh to March sixth of any year? So it wouldn't be anything okay. offshore, for instance, like the Channel Islands, or yeah. uh, and it wouldn't be anything in Alaska. Uh, so it has to be in the lower forty-eight, right? Yep, lower forty-eight. Okay. I would think it's on the East Coast, wouldn't you? Just naturally, because it gets earlier, later there. I mean, earlier, earlier there. Yeah. I would think it's in Maine or Florida. Uh, what's the What's the furthest? Uh, Lori's Lori's on the right track. So there's Arcadia in yeah. in Maine. Um, That's correct, Dana. Is that correct? Oh, okay. yeah. Nice. And I'll give you a bonus bell if you can name. There's a specific mountain that is um, the first ah, place to see. That I couldn't oh, is it, is it Katahdin? No, uh, no I'll, I'll give you a hint. It's the name of a, it shares the name with a, a car and a French explorer. DeSoto. No. Cousteau. <laughs> LaSalle. Oh, that's actually uh, good, but no. <laughs> it's Cadillac. 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 Cadillac Mountain. And then the second question, the second part of the question is what national park in what state is the place that sees the last sunset in the contiguous 48? Okay. This should be in Washington, right? Yeah. So Olympia? Yep. You got it. Oh, very and good. I'll give you a, there's, it's Cape, uh, Cape Alava, Cape Alava. So that's probably a little too detailed, but, um, is Acadia so the one that belonged to the Rockefellers? Is that, I think that's the one that used to be their private, like their private uh, getaway place. One, it's the yeah. I think that's the national park that used to be the Rockefellers. So I don't know, Dana. I've never gotten an invite, but I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. <do>. Thank you, <laughs> Megan. Thanks. Have a good night. And let's see. Uh, next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Tom in Southern California. Hi, Tom. Hi, Dana and Lori and Cameron. Uh, and you are right about the Rockefellers. Okay. Uh, Katie, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. The Cameron, your the theme songs for Facts of Life, Wheel of Fortune, yeah. Different Strokes. That was uh, by the star of that Leonardo DiCaprio sitcom, correct? Sure was. Uh, yeah, Alan Thick. Alan Thick, the star, the dad on Growing Pains. He played Jason. Hey, Seabrook. my yes. Yeah, my many hours of listening to comedy she bang bang. Uh, dead celebrities, uh, Laurie. How about Dale Earnhardt? No, not in the top ten. Someone makes much more uh, than he does. Oh, okay. How about uh, Jerry Falwell? <laughs> Jerry Falwell is pretty good. He's not. I didn't see him on the list at all, so I don't know how they calculate. Mm. But he's not a big earner. 
<laughs> okay. And then uh, some of the authors, I know there's uh, John Muir Drive, right? He was, I mean, not. Yeah, but he wasn't primarily known as an author. Okay. How about uh, Ferlinghetti? I know he's got one. No, that was gotten, but yes, that's Ferlinghetti's. Oh, one. I missed that. That's all right. Uh, Ambrose Bierce. I know yes, I've Ambrose Bierce that. Alley. Very good. And. And uh, how about, is there uh, Am- Amistad Marpin? Gosh, is there? No. I think there is. Is there? Good I guess. There was an, I thought there was a Mopan Alley, but I'm not sure. I'm North Beach. All right. I wonder, or, or if they named it. The st- I don't know. I'm totally not sure. I thought I maybe they named one of the you know, stairways. My list is so or, horrible, but or, uh, <laughs> I guess maybe it's, maybe it's outdated what I was referring to. <laughs> or Allen Ginsberg? No, not as far as nope. I know. Are, are, you, are there more, Dana? Or did There's one more. Is one it more, Maya Angelou? Uh, it is, it is not, unless, it was, <laughs> unless it was done, yeah, more than, <laughs> less than 20 years ago, apparently. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, no, that's okay. No problem. <laughs> okay, the Snuggles Bear Voice, is that Tiny Tim? No, nope. <laughs> great guess. <laughs> and let's see, the, the, the duos, how about Thelma and Louise? Ooh. That's it. Very good. Oh, very Great. good. Oh, yay. Yeah. Thelma Dickinson and Louise Sawyer. I didn't even know they had last names. Hmm. Very good. <laughs> and uh, the John Wayne film, how about, uh, I don't know, True Grit? Not True Grit. Or The Quiet Man? Nope. Okay. Uh, that's all I got. Thanks. Martin. All right. Thank you. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Ever Matter. Hello. Um, well, I had uh, Ambrose Pierce Alley. I think there's also one named after uh, Sorayan. Uh, I should never ask this question. <laughs> <laughs> not, not your fault. Not my fault. Uh, yes, thank you. And, um, I have a quick question with two parts. Um, starting in uh, 1662, the, the Royal Mint has made a uh, four-coin special set of silver. Um, what is the occasion it's issued for, and what are the denominations in the set? When you say the Royal Mint, you mean the, the from the British Mint? The British Mint, okay. So is this when uh, a new king or queen is invested? No, it, they issue them every almost every year, most years. Oh. Is oh. it for the wait? What year did you say it was started? Sixteen sixty-two. Oh goodness, never mind. <laughs> So every year, but is it to commemorate a particular event that happened in that year? Not in that year, but a particular event. Okay. 1662. Is it something to do with something that happened in 1662? No. No. Is it something that that people in England kind of universally have pride in, like the signing of the Magna Carta kind of thing? Um. No, it's not specific to, to British history. Oh. Oh. So it's not the uh, plague or Guy Fawkes or anything like that? <laughs> the plague. Oh. Commemorative plague. Well, plague. you know, getting over the, you know, <laughs> you know surviving the plague. Um, so, 1662. And they've was done it, it every year. That's not now. the London Fire, is it? That was later. Yeah. yeah okay. I might need a hint. Yeah. Huh. Yes, we. I think we do need a hand. Um, it's uh, it's uh, related to a religious holiday. 
related to a religious holiday. So it must be a Protestant religious holiday. Correct? Um, or is it a religious holiday is it, that's seen by or observed by other, you know, it's Catholics too? Christian okay. holiday. All right. Hmm. So it's not, a, it's not the big Anglican festival or some kind. It's not definitely. Easter or Christmas. Um, it's it's just before Easter. Oh, Lent. No. Um, it's Friday. Good Friday. Oh yes, Good Friday. Palm Sunday. Ash Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shopping Thursday. Um, <laughs> it's, it's Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday. Oh, really? okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And the denominations in the set? Oh God! Uh, uh, one, one pound? No, there's four coins. One shilling? No. Uh, Fifty pence? Farthing? No. <laughs> A groat? Uh, uh, that's one of them. Oh really? Oh, oh really? Is. is a groat one? <laughs> uh uh, hey, Penny. Uh, gosh, we're almost out of time. You better tell us. Yeah, so, wow. One, two, three, and four pence coins, and they're still made of silver. And they, huh. Monday, okay. Thursday sets. Cool. Thank you very much. I appreciate the question. You're welcome. Have a good day. All right. Okay, time to clean up here very quickly. Uh, Cameron, go ahead. Okay, the pop star that provided the voice for the Snuggles Fabric Softener Bear was Mickey Dolenz. Ah, okay. That's all I got. All right. Lori. Okay. The dead celebrities who made money were missing Arnold Palmer, the golfer who made $32 million, and the other author is Charles Schultz of Peanuts. Um, The top heroic villain, the top heroes that we missed are Woodward and Bernstein from All the President's Men. Ah. All right. Uh, the other Dr. Seuss um, title book titles that have question marks at the end are Oh, Say Can You Say and What Pet Should I Get? And let's see. The most requested film on Turner Classic Movies is the John Wayne film The High and the Mighty. Uh, and I think that is uh, it. Uh, oh, yes. the I'm sorry. The American author who has a street, the only one nobody's gotten, uh, <laughs> it was actually on my list, that um, has a street named after him in San Francisco is Irving Street. That's what, named after Washington oh. Irving. So, anyway, if we can get your call, I do apologize. Please remember that Minds Over Matter is here every Sunday at 7 p.m. My thanks to our panel tonight. That would be Cameron Shaw, teacher cinematographer, Lori Fisher, teacher at Dabble Valley College. I've been your moderator, Dan Rodriguez. My thanks to Damian D. Miner for handling the board and phones. And, of course, ultimately, the greatest thanks goes to you out there for taking the time to tune in and call in. If we didn't get your call, I'd apologize. I'll do my best next week. Okay, take care, everybody. And Josh Cosman will be here next week, so stay tuned for that. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.